welcome to Earl Stewart on Cars with Earl and Nancy Stewart. Reach them with your questions at 877-960-9960. Here's Earl and Nancy. Good morning, everybody. My name is Earl. I'm a recovering car dealer. This is uh, Earl Stewart on Cars, and we're a uh, non-musical show. This, of course, is uh, the True Oldies Channel. And by the way, round of applause for us, please. We're number one with adult listeners. How about that? This show is a variance from the norm because this is not musical. As I say, we don't play True Oldies on this station. What we are is a consumer advocacy show. We're a... uh, show about how not to get ripped off by car dealers. And I am a car dealer, and uh, I have been doing what I do as a car dealer since 1968. So I came up in the car business in the 20th century, learned all the bad habits, learned all the wrong way to sell cars, just like all car dealers do. And later in life, I decided I should do something about it. Something about maybe I'm being selfish, maybe my legacy, uh, maybe my family's legacy, uh, maybe the fact that when I'm at a social event, I don't like to admit that I'm a car dealer. I'd like to go out with a, a little bit of dignity into what I've been doing my entire life. So this is what the show's all about. I'm trying to help you. I'm also trying to help, <clears throat> excuse me, other car dealers. I'm trying to educate them as to the fact that being honest and transparent with their customers actually is good for business. And for those that are a little bit slow in learning this, I'm talking to you, the consumer. And we're asking you to learn some of the tricks of the trade that I don't use anymore, but most dealers do. And at this point of my introduction on this show, which, by the way, we've been doing this show for over 10 years. Started out a half an hour. We're up to two hours now. And we have a much larger audience. And we're feeling very good about educating you. Uh, the South Florida automobile purchasers, and the South Florida automobile dealers feel good about it. We know, and this is what I'm going to cite, a statistic that is important, because a lot of people don't believe that car dealers are not selling cars the right way. Uh, Try this on for size. The Gallup Annual Poll on Honesty and Ethics in Professions. Honesty and Ethics in Professions. Now, this is a poll of the U.S. car buyer that's been done every year by Gallup. Gallup is the most prestigious, trusted polling organization in the world. In 1977, they started the Honesty and Ethics in Professions, and they give the people that are being polled a list of all the major retail professions mainly, but all sorts of professions. They even have nurses, uh, they have uh, telephone solicitors, they have congressmen, they have lobbyists, they have car dealers, they have, uh, I suppose, uh, appliance salespeople. And of all the professions, every year since 1977, car dealers have been rated last or next to last. Uh, last year, for example, uh, for the entire calendar year 2017, Car dealers were next to last and lobbyists, or was it congressmen? I forget. At any rate, car dealers are perceived by the public as being dishonest, unethical, and non-transparent. It isn't a fluke, and there hasn't been an awareness where the uh, 
ranking has gone up. You'd think that if you started out in 1977 as dead last, the industry would kind of rally and say, you know, we've got to do something about our image. But they, it hasn't. So that's the reason we're here. We're just one little spark of light in South Florida trying to uh, get your attention. But probably more importantly, the attention of our legislators, the attention of our lob I say lobbyists, I mean, they, I think I've gotten their attention, but of our regulators, uh, the Attorney General, Pam Bondi, uh, the folks at, uh, at the Better Business Bureau, the, the uh, County Office of Consumer Affairs, all of those supposedly consumer advocate organizations, they, send, they tend to stay away from regulating car dealers. I can pick up a newspaper. I could go online now. I can uh, listen to a radio commercial or TV commercial, and I can cite hundreds of violations of Florida law. So we've got the laws. We don't have the enforcement laws. Actually, we don't have enough laws, but we do have a few. So that's what this show is. Mainly on this show, we want to listen to you. And uh, I went on and on. I saw Nancy Stewart looking at me. Nancy's our co-host on this show. And uh, what she was saying to me mentally was saying, let's give out that telephone number. Let's give out the text number so people can talk to us. That's right. Good morning. Thank you for spending your time with us for the next two hours. We would enjoy hearing from you. That number is 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Well, as I was looking at you, I was thinking about uh, Rosemary Shahan and what she has done. Well, I'm glad you mentioned Rosemary. Rosemary is a uh, uh, probably the most uh, stalwart, recognized, uh, in some areas, feared woman in America. She's in California, but she has had national significance in righting the wrongs of car dealerships and car manufacturers, for that matter. Uh, Rosemary Shahan, California, uh, her organization is CARS, C-A-R-S, uh, an acronym which I can never remember, but it has to do with, as I say, honesty and transparency for manufacturers and car dealers. She's uh, single-handedly responsible for the Lemon Law. Everybody thinks the Lemon Law, wow, isn't that a good thing that we have? When you buy a new car that can't be fixed, you have remedy now in national federal law. Well, <clears throat> actually, it's state law in all 50 states. And Rosemary Shahan started that in California 30 years ago, and she is a force to be reckoned with. Uh, we've had her as a guest on this show. She's called in. Uh, Rosemary Shahan and I regularly correspond by email. Uh, she's done a, a wonderful job in drawing attention to the terrible Takata airbag debacle that nobody else seems to be paying any, any attention to. And she's even won a successful lawsuit against CarMax, who is the largest seller of used cars in the country. And uh, CarMax is selling cars every day, hundreds of cars every day because they're so big with defective Takata airbags. And uh, she was able to uh, bring this to the attention of our legislators, and she's getting some remedies. Uh, she's won some lawsuits on that. There have been some fines uh, charged against General Motors and CarMax, thanks to Rosemary Shahan's efforts. Anyway, we're, we're nowhere near the importance of uh, Rosemary Shahan, but this is what we aspire to. We'd yes. love to be considered a Rosemary Shahan on the East Coast. And uh, we're going to keep on trying until we have more success. 
Kaizen, Japanese word for continuous improvement. We're going to try over and over again to get better and better on this show. And you can call us and help us be better by dialing 877-960-9960. Even if you don't have a question now, you probably will have a question. And if you write it down, not if you're driving, of course, but if you can write it down, uh, you will have a question. You can call because we go for two hours. We're going to be on until 10 o'clock, 877-960-9960. And you can text us. We get a lot of text. I've got a, a couple text here I'm going to read in just a second. But our text number is 772, area code 772-497-6530, 772-497-6530. And the text that I alluded to was from one of our our favorite callers, and she's a woman from, uh, is it Bonita Springs? Yes. Yes. Tina? Um, She says in the first text, this is Tina. I found another great website, yourcarangel.com, Y-O-U-R-C-A-R-A-N-G-E-L, yourcarangel.com. Very helpful for consumers. Uh, This person also has a YouTube channel. His name is Greg Mackey, G-R-E-G Mackey, M-A-C-K-E. Uh, he also sells his, uh, himself his services as a consultant, but he has tons of free resources. So uh, Tina has come up with a number of these uh, sources. And uh, if you want to write that down, your angel, yourcarangel.com, uh, that's a good source of information. Now I've got another text here. I'm glad I gave that text number out. I'm going to give it out again. It's working so well. Text number is 772-497-6530. So, uh, okay. Next text. Got to turn the iPhone sideways so I can read it. Text says, hi, could you please list exact steps to take when buying a new car to get a fair deal? I'm a female and have not had good experience with car dealers. Thank you. Well, uh, the caller, uh, the texter, is not alone. Most people don't have good experiences. Uh, females sometimes have worse experiences. That's one of the reasons Nancy is uh, very important to our show because she's uh, not only just a car consumer advocate, she's a female car consumer advocate. And uh, before I read this text, Nancy, tell our audience about the real special deal we have for first female callers. That special, <coughs> excuse me, that special deal for you ladies is $50 for the first two new lady callers. So give us a call. $50. Just uh, call to say hello, or if you do have a question, we will try to answer it. That number is 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. But remember, you will have to call us, ladies, to win that $50. Cold cash, no conditions. We're not trying to trick you. It's just money for you because you're a female and you're the first time you call the show. And we feel we should have about 50% of the people calling the show as females, because half the females buy cars, half the females have problems for some reason, and we're not sure what it is. We don't have 50%. So we want 50% of our audience to call the show. Now, the text just came in. I'll read it again. Would you please list 
exact steps to take when buying a car to get a fair deal. I'm a female and have not had good experience with the car dealers. I would say the most important thing you can do, the simplest thing to keep in your mind, is competition, meaning car dealers are insanely competitive. And if you're buying a Honda, Honda dealer A hates to lose business to Honda dealer B or Honda dealer C. And there's typically, in any market, at least two or three Honda dealers or any other dealer of that make, of a, of a make. So you get a price on the exact car you want to buy. Exact, that's important. You don't want to be going back and forth on which car you buy. Decide with Consumer Reports or some other source of information the exact car. Get the MSRP, Manufacturer's Suggested Retail Price, and compare that car price with at least two other car dealerships. That is the best way, the simplest way. I won't say the easiest, but it's the simplest way to get the best price. If you have a firm price from Honda dealer A or Toyota dealer A and you go to the next dealer or the next dealer, they will fight hard for your business. Now, an easier way is to go through a third-party uh, source such as TrueCar. TrueCar.com is nationwide. They have probably 15,000 dealers signed up. And TrueCar has dealers whose contractual arrangement with them is to give you their best price with government fees only added. Government fees only added. Another source is Costco. Now, the Costco Auto Buying Program, I recommend a lot. Now, I have to give you a little aside here. I'm having a little problem with Costco. <coughs> I am communicating now with the Costco people about a flaw that they have in their system. But the Costco Auto Buying Program requires the dealer to give you the lowest price that they will give anybody else. So when you buy a car from any Costco dealer, whether Ford, Chevy, whatever it may be, contractually he has signed an agreement with Costco that says, this is the lowest price I will sell this car to anybody. That's a great deal. You go online, you have to be a Costco member. That costs maybe 50 bucks or something like that. Well worth spending. And uh, by the way, the true car is free. The dealer pays the fee. Costco, uh, the dealer pays a fee too, but you also have to be a Costco member. And those are two ways you can get the lowest price. Nancy? I was going to add that Consumer Report uh, is definitely a, a another <coughs> option. Exactly. Consumer Reports is part of the True Car program. And uh, you can use Consumer Reports. I recommend Consumer Reports car buying program also, but you can also get that information free through TrueCar. But you get more information on what car to buy, which is highly important, through Consumer Reports. Uh, Nancy and I say this all the time. Consumer Reports is like our Consumer Bible. We don't buy anything without checking Consumer Reports. And she's holding up for the camera, for those of you who are stream, streaming us uh, video, the uh, annual Consumer Reports edition, uh, the April edition, is the best single source you can possibly have to pick the right car and to buy the right car at the right price. So uh, that's my information to the texter, female or male. Number one, competitive bidding on the exact same car. Two and three, Costco auto buying program. 
Consumer Reports Auto Buying Program, which is the same as the True Car Auto Buying Program. 877-960-996. The phones are silent. This makes us nervous here at Earl's Store on Cars because... It means we got to talk more. That means we got to talk more, and we're nothing without you. Your calls are what makes the show interesting. We love live radio. Remember, this is live. I mean, people call. We had a call a couple of weeks ago about my dealership, Earl Stewart Toyota. And I don't usually mention that, but we had really done something that got the guy unhappy. Mm-hmm. And it was a real live complaint on live radio. So that's the reason this is so exciting. I can get a call from a car dealer. I beg, I beg car dealers to call the show. But they won't. Ladies uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you are an important part of the show, as Earl has stated. And if you'd give us a call, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. My uh, throat's a little raspy this morning. Yeah, so. a little raspy. And by the way, you can, see, you can watch us live right now by going to Facebook. You go to facebook.com slash Cars. Oh. Yeah, we got a bunch of viewers right now. Yeah, Is that we right? Uh, well, uh, five. <laughs> 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 but we're, we're just getting started. Okay, so uh, Facebook.com. There's more people watching this yeah. live than there are in the studio. Oh, that's really cool. Okay, so Facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. Correct. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay, or if you're great. friends with Earl on Facebook, member of the International Sunrise Club, yeah. just go to Earl's page. It's live there, too. Yeah, and uh, ladies uh, and uh, gentlemen, uh, knowledge is power, and uh, it it definitely, you know, will slow down the chance of you being taken advantage of. So if you have any questions about buying a car, leasing a car, maintaining a car, please be part of the show at 877-960-9960, or you can text us with your question if you're a little shy, 772-497-6530. Now back to the recovering car dealer. I think we have a caller. We do. It is our favorite caller, Tina. Good morning, Tina. <laughs> Good morning, guys. How you doing? Great. I'm doing great. Uh, I just I was watching a video Scotty Kilmer had put out, and it kind of made me want to talk about this because it's really an important thing for people that have no choice but to go to a buy here, pay here a lot, which I don't like those things, but you know what? For some people, they do serve a purpose. They do. And he was talking about buying a car at auction. Actually, he bought a Toyota truck, mm. and it turned out that the thing was a complete rust bucket, and he had to brush out and weld the entire undercarriage in order to make it serviceable. Right. So he says, you know, if you go to a car auction or if you have a friend of yours that has a license that can take you to a car auction, he said, don't do it under any circumstances. Just don't. Because you can't examine the car. You can't look at it. You're, it's kind of like a it's a it's an as is type of situation, which we talked about that the other week. So uh, my point being that if you go to a buy here pay here lot, I can guarantee you over fifty percent, maybe even close to ninety percent of their, those cars were bought at auction. Yes, yeah, and that's something you really need to be aware of. Well, that's true. Uh, auctions are for professionals, and a professional uh, buying cars for you know, if he's an honest person that wants to buy good cars, uh, he knows how to do it. But it's buyer beware totally at an auction. There are some requirements for disclosure, but they're very limited. 
And the cheap cars are the ones that nobody else wants to buy, and that's what the buy-here-pay-here lots have to have. They have to have the cheap cars. Typically, the buy-here-pay-here lots are selling cars for you know under $10,000 or maybe even under $5,000. And you can patch a car together uh, where it'll run. It'll start, and it might run a few blocks, but they offer no warranties or guarantees typically. And when you buy one from a buy-here-pay-here that you don't trust. Now, there's some buy-here-pay-here uh, lots out there that are uh, trustworthy. Uh, and as you said earlier, Tina, they do serve a purpose. Because if a person has zero credit or just absolutely terrible credit, uh, then buy-here-pay-here lots often will finance them where otherwise they would have no transportation whatsoever. And there are a few buy-here-pay-here lots that are trustworthy. One locally that comes to mind is Beach Cars. Um, that is a family operation, been around for a long, long time. Uh, I'm not recommending them or endorsing them, but they've been in business for a long time. And from what I heard, and this is only hearsay, um, you can get a fair shake at Beach Cars. But 99% of these buy here, pay here uh, lots are just a necessity that people have to buy a car from because they can't go anywhere else. Tina, you're absolutely right about that. Yeah, and then there's also, we talked before about the trap of buy here, pay here, that some of these buy here, pay here places, you literally have to pay there. You can't mail in your payment. You can't call in your payment. You have to show up in person and make that payment. So if you live on the West Coast and you buy a car in West Palm Beach, guess what? Every week or every month you need to make that payment, you have to go to that dealership. Exactly. Yeah, so <clears throat> if you have to resort to that, then you know just shop around like you would with any other uh, car sales place. Try to get reports because Better Business Bureau and some of the other um, uh, consumer groups will have rankings on these places. Try to find a place that's been in business for a while. And then... Be sure that the that the buy here pay here will report your payments to the credit bureau, because the only way you can reestablish yeah, that's critical. exactly uh, that's, that's the critical. way you, you can reestablish credit if you make your payments on time, and uh, you know you do it because you have to, and then when you make your payments, hopefully you can graduate. One other thing, a lot of people think they have to go to buy here pay here lots, but you would be surprised some conventional lenders. Uh, are buying deeper is the term we use in the industry. They're buying uh, more liberally uh, with bad beacon scores and bad credit than in the past. And in my experience as a car dealer, I see people getting uh, financed with beacon scores as low as 500 even below. Now, you still pay a high mm-hmm. interest rate from a conventional lender, but you're not going to pay 35%. You might pay 10%. That's a big difference. Well, this brings me back to the conversation you had earlier about women buying cars. I think, this is just my opinion, I think the first step is to go on a loan calculator online, figure out how much you can afford, that way you know what your ballpark payment will be. Mm-hmm. The second the second thing that you should do is go to your bank and find out how much you can afford and what your payment will be. Because I know from my own experience buying my last car, what the dealership did is they threw a whole bunch of numbers at me right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I think they did that to confuse me. I know they did that to confuse sure. me. Sure. But in the end, I won out because I knew how much I wanted to put down, how much I wanted to pay. I knew how much my payment was going to be. Mm-hmm. And we were negotiating the payment. They wanted the payment to be like $50 more a month than I really was comfortable with. So when, I know I'm telling the story again, 
when I grabbed my keys and I was fixing to walk out, that's when everything changed and I got the payment I wanted. Yeah. And I, they says, well, you know, you can go 72 months. I says, no, I'm not paying more than 60 months. Yeah. And they negotiated that down to 60 months. So by the time I walked out, I paid what I wanted, and it worked out perfect. Yeah, you got to be tough, uh, Tina. And unfortunately, the average consumer isn't that tough. Uh, you can only I- advise, and that's what we do on this show. Uh, you said something earlier. A high percentage of people out there now are just letting the dealer do the financing. And that's crazy. Uh you need to always yeah. check with your bank or your credit union, even if you don't. Even if your bank won't loan you the money, uh, they can give you some good financial advice if you're a customer of the bank. And if you don't have a bank, go to a bank anyway, because dealers do what they call indirect lending. Banks, of course, do direct lending. So you're eliminating yeah. the middleman with a dealer. He's getting a cut of the interest, and the dealers mark up the interest. That's just like they mark up the price on a car. So if you go directly now, to a bank and a credit union, you're buying from the source. Yes. Now, speaking of markups, I have a question. Uh, there's tax, tag, and title. And I realize that you know the state of Florida pretty much regulates the price on that. Mm-hmm. But don't dealers sometimes add on to the tax, tag, and title and inflate that cost? I mean, is, is there a way to know what your tax, tag, and title cost really should be when you're negotiating the price of the vehicle? Yes, uh, Tanny, you can call the Department of Motor Vehicles, but a simpler way is to, when you're looking at a quotation from a car dealer and they have something that you think has to do with tax, tag, and title, you can look at the invoice, buyer's order, whatever they want to call it, worksheet, and find out if they calculated sales tax. Now, if they calculated sales tax on something that appears to be a fee, maybe even an electronic filing fee or a, a tag agency fee, if they, cal- if they calculate sales tax on it, it is not a government fee. Sales tax is not calculated on tag, tax, and title. So if you if you look at the buyer's order, you can determine that way. And uh, I believe we have a – Carol, you stay holding now, and she's from Tequesta. Yeah, and Carol. as soon as we get through with Tina, we're going to get right to you. And uh, But that's the best way to determine whether or not you have – um, a phony government, a phony fee, or a legitimate government fee. Yeah, that can be tricky because I was thinking about that. Like, well, even if they don't charge a dealer fee, they can inflate the cost of the tax tag and title, and you might not realize it until you really examine it. And as we know, those buyers' invoices are a joke anyway. So yeah, if they inflate, the, that's something else you have to be aware of. If they inflate the tag, tax, and title, uh, they would be having to charge sales tax on the inflation amount and if they if they're not charged collecting sales tax they're violating a state law so if you find a dealer that's doubling the price of the tag then he's he's violating a state law and he could really get in serious I trouble i was going to say he's breaking the law yeah what we see a lot in the mystery shopping reports is uh when they're estimating the tax and uh, the i mean the tag fee they inflate that a lot in these worksheets and we don't know what's mm-hmm. in there and it's not until you get into the business office where they break that out and a lot of dealers are using a software program that goes right to the DMV that calculates it. Yes. But if they're overinflating it when they're giving you that initial proposal, um, they might hide that extra somewhere else, maybe an electronic filing fee or a private tag agency fee. Good point. Yeah, great information. Well, Tina, uh, <clears throat> have we answered your question about that? I, it was an excellent point. A lot of people benefited from your question. Oh, thank you. 
Anything else we can answer for you, or any other comments? We, um, we love these websites. You oh find. yeah, I was I was going to say one more thing. Um, there has been some bad PR with Tesla, and they've had lawsuits. They're considered one of the least reliable car companies out there, and I don't think that company has turned a profit. So I'm wondering if in the near future, if they don't get their ducks in a row, if all these people that have Teslas are going to eventually have a hard time getting parts because the company may indeed have problems and eventually go under. It's something to think about. Well, something to think about. I think uh, Elon Musk has got a lot of money, and if he if he bails out, uh, he'll be on the hook for providing parts. I think we talked about this before. I used to think it was a longer period of time, but Rick Kearney uh, says it's only how many years? Ten years. Ten years. So uh, uh, the company mm-hmm. is obligated, and I think Elon Musk is obligated to provide parts. But you're right about Tesla. They're getting a little shaky now. They're falling behind on their on their technology, which is all they really had going for them. Uh, speaking of Tesla, as yeah. a matter of fact, there was a story in the news recently uh, in Lutz, Florida, where a lady says her Tesla went out of control and accelerated wildly and went through one entire building into the second part of a building, yeah. into a, uh, a karate studio. Yeah, Toyota used to do that all the yeah, time. Yeah, I'd say well, I wouldn't be buying a Tesla right now. <laughs> Nancy and I were actually considering one. Kara, we know you're holding. We're going to be right with you. You should still get one. Come on. Yeah, I, uh, no, I, 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 we drove, uh, we test drove one about two months ago, Nancy and I did, and my reaction was that the technology had fallen way behind. BMW, Audi, a lot of the German manufacturers, Porsche are coming up with greater technology, greater styling, and also the electric power. So, um, I think Elon Musk and Tesla has had their day in the sun, and it's fading. The sun's going down on Tesla. Tell me you're not going to buy it. Oh, but come, oh, but come on, Earl. When you pressed that gas pedal and you were going zero to sixty in three point eight seconds, that had to have been a thrill. Well, that's Don't tell reason, me you didn't frankly, enjoy every minute frankly, of that. That's what uh, well, Tina, uh-huh. Tina, it's a great thing to think about, but uh, we're going like to pass. You were sixteen years old when you got out. Yes. Of uh, Tina, thanks for being part of the show. Uh, we love hearing from you every Saturday morning. And, uh, well, thanks for inviting me. And ladies, the $50 really is a thing. It, it genuinely is. Thank you. <laughs> Tina got her 50 bucks a long time ago, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, we have Kara holding, so we're going to go straight to Kara. And uh, good morning, Kara. Good morning. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Uh, first, <clears throat> excuse me. First, Kara, I want to congratulate you for being the first female caller, and you won yourself $50 this morning. And if you stay on the line, uh, you can give us your contact information, and I'll get the check out to you. Congratulations. That's wonderful. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you so much. Um, I actually have two questions this morning. One, uh, Tina was sort of referring to the manager of the business office. I know in the past when I've bought a car, that's where I have found the most pressure uh, with the manager trying to put add-ons that I don't really need and things like that to try and inflate their prices. How do you either get around or work with that? And my second question, which is kind of unrelated, I've, over the course of the last oh, 15, 20 years, have been leasing cars, and I'm considering moving from a lease to a buy. And I'm just looking for your opinion on difference between the two, why I would go with one over the other. And coming in off of a lease, I have nothing coming in. So it's not like I've got a trade-in or a great down payment or something. So I'm worried a little bit about those uh, monthly payments on it. Well, Kara, two very important questions. They're 
arguably maybe the two most important questions to protect consumers. Addressing the first one, the business office, the car dealers refer to it as the F&I, as in finance and insurance. It's the most profitable. It's also the most secret department in car dealerships. They make more money in the business office, a.k.a. the F&I office, than any other department. The box. And uh, Exactly. They've got, they mark up the interest rate that the bank charges them. Uh, they let you believe, in many cases, that they're financing the car. Uh, they also have a lot of what the car dealers call products that they sometimes hide in the contracts. Uh, you'll end up buying something like gap insurance, maintenance contracts, uh, road hazard insurance, uh, any number of things, uh, car alarms that are buried in the fine print of the contract. And you think all you're doing is getting your car financed. It's not till you, if you do ever read the contract, which is very difficult and long, find out what you actually purchased that you didn't know you purchased. The average profit in the finance insurance, a.k.a. business office of car dealerships, is probably around $3,000 on a car that they finance. <clears throat> Their average per vehicle sold, including the ones that they don't finance, is over 1000 maybe $1,500. Uh, AutoNation, the largest car dealer in the U.S., their average profit per car on the finance and insurance is $2,500. On the cars they sell, they only make about $1,500. So uh, what you can do to protect yourself is realize, number one, that it's not there to handle the business and the paperwork. That's what the car salesman will say. Well, let's get take all that paperwork taken care of now. You got a lot of uh, forms you have to sign. What he's really saying is, we're going to go in there and try to lay you away with a high interest rate and sell you a lot of products like extended warranties and maintenance and gap insurance. Uh, used to be credit life insurance. They probably still sell that. Uh, but there's any number of products. There's menus they have with sometimes a dozen or more products that they'll slip in on the uh, price of the car. So you realize that they're going to be trying to do that. And that's the reason as we discussed with Tina earlier, our first caller, the reason you go to your own bank and you go to your credit union. You don't need their business office if you go to your own bank and you go to the credit union and you come in with a check. Now sometimes they'll actually try to uh, sell you products when you come in with a check, but your, your, uh, I'm having a lot of static in my yeah. headphones now, so I'm not ready. It's, it's Colin. So at any rate, uh, be sure that you have checked with your bank and your insurance company before you go into the business office. Now, the second question is pretty important, too, and that's the lease or buy. And before I get into the second question, Cara, uh, did I clarify things for you as far as the business office is concerned? Yes, with one exception. I, I absolutely understand all of that. But if you were considering a lease, isn't the lease only through the dealer? You can't get a lease through a bank, so you'd have to be working with them in the F&I department, wouldn't you? That's generally true. I, I'm, I'm, there's probably exceptions where you can lease to a, a third party without involving the dealer, but that would be highly unusual. Typically, the dealer is using their what they call their captive lender. Uh, a Honda dealer would go through Honda, and a, a Chevrolet dealer would go through General Motors, and they would be the one that would, would be handling the lease. used to be more common. Yeah. Other banks used to get involved. Other banks yeah. did, but uh, but the other banks work with the dealers, too. So if you're going to lease a car, you're going to involve the dealer, and you're right, you will be going through the uh, F&I business office. Um, 
you're not immune from products and the and, and extra extras in the leasing either because the dealers can mark the rate up on a lease, which would increase your monthly payment. Uh, they can also choose uh, the, uh, of course, the capitalized cost is what is would be otherwise be called the selling price of the car. And uh, I always encourage people to buy the car before the lease it. I don't mean literally, of course, I mean figuratively. Get the best price that you could buy it for, and then that price should be plugged into your lease contract. It's what they call a capitalized cost. So the rate and the capitalized cost and the residual, which is the estimated value at the end of the lease, is what determine your monthly payment. Um, leasing, leasing worries me a lot when people ask me about it because it's so complicated. Um, if you're a sophisticated buyer lessor, then that's great because sometimes leasing can be preferable. Uh, is always at least as, e- as as good as a purchase. But it's so complicated, it's so much easier for the dealer to take advantage of a consumer with a lease. Uh, car dealers average about $1,000 more profit on leases than they do purchases. Now, as I say, a sophisticated buyer, leaser, can get just as good a deal on a lease. But you have so many variables. You have, uh, and I could almost do a whole show on leasing, uh, the first variable you encounter is something called an acquisition fee. Our mystery shopping report today uh, was a $697 acquisition fee, which is profit to the lessor, oftentimes split with the dealer. There's also there's also an origination fee. There's a there's a disposition fee at the end of the lease, uh, which is just profit to the leasing company. Uh, there's a above normal wear and tear charge that they always try to get you for, usually inflated, charging you money because uh, you drove the car uh, too hard. Maybe you have dings and dents, and maybe you have a stain on the upholstery, or maybe your tires are worn too much. And typically they exaggerate. In our experience as a dealer, uh, we have to go back to the leasing company all the time and argue with the leasing company on behalf of the lessor. So. Rule of thumb, buy it, don't lease it. Uh, rule of thumb, always check with your bank and credit union before you finance with a dealer. Sometimes a dealer will have a good deal. Uh, low interest rate, manufacturers often often zero, often offer 0% financing or 1% financing, and it's their way of discounting the car. And usually when they do that, They'll give you an alternative of maybe a thousand dollar rebate or zero percent financing, and it gives you the opportunity to make the calculation and see what's best for you. Uh, Car are two great questions, and you you benefited a lot of the people listening because uh, a lot of people ask that same question. Great. Well, thank you so much for your help. I appreciate it. Well, Carl, please call again. You're a first-time caller. Stay on the line, and we're going to send you 50 bucks. No conditions. Just give the contact information to Colin in the control room, and please call again next week. All righty. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you, Kara. Uh, this uh, uh, this uh, column uh, that you wrote, uh, it leads me to tell our listeners, never go car shopping alone and uh, you can read that column at earlandcars.com uh, and uh, that that goes double for ladies so give us a call with your questions uh your opinion anything at all you are an important part of the show 877 877-
972-497-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Now back to the recovering car dealer. You know, we're on a real roll here. We have all-female callers so far. Okay. Hey, yeah, you guys, it's okay to happy. call now. You can call now. Yeah. <laughs> we got, Not we, yet. Oh, we admit we favor yeah. female callers, but it's okay for a guy to call. And uh, you can call us, 877-960-9960. That's for people that want to be live on radio. And if you don't want to be live on radio, you can text us at 772-497-6530. And speaking of text, we got a text right here. It says, Oh, it's for Ron in Kansas. I love it when we get out of state. Oh, That's really cool. Ron from nice. Kansas. Very nice. He says, thanks for what you do. Can you get a good deal if you special order a vehicle versus buying one of the, from the, off the dealer's lot? How can you find out if a dealer is honest and trustworthy enough to do business with? Okay, part one. Can you get a good deal if you special order? Yes, you can. And the thing to remember is... We have a caller. Frank, I see your name there. I'll be right with you as soon as I answer this text question. Uh, the dealers will fight you not to special order a vehicle. They love to sell you a car out of stock. Why? Because they get their profit faster. The salesman gets his commission faster. And oftentimes the commissions are higher if you sell out of stock. So they will try to persuade you not to special order the car. If you can wait and you're patient, I encourage you to special order your car. Be sure you find out about how long it will take and stay on top of it because usually they take longer than they tell you. You want to be sure that you know where the car is coming from. Is it coming from Japan or is it coming from Jacksonville or does it come from a local dealer? All those things are important. And yes, uh, you could get exactly what you want when you special order a car. Color, equipment, options, everything. If you get one off the lot, you're going to have to compromise. You're never going to find exactly what you want if you buy it off the lot. Part two, how can you find out if a dealer is honest and trustworthy enough to do business with? Well, Frank, uh, Ron, I'm sorry, Ron, you're from Kansas, so I can't help you with our good dealer, bad dealer list. For Florida buyers and for South Florida buyers, we have a uh, website you can go to, www.gooddealerbaddealerlist.com. Is it plural list or singular list? www.gooddealerbaddealerlists.com. Lists. Plural. Thank you. Uh, otherwise, what I would do is just go through my due diligence. I would check with the Better Business Bureau. i check with Google reviews. Uh, you can check with... Uh, all the reviewing service. There's something called Dealer Rater, which is less trustworthy than Google reviews. And just check with friends and, and neighbors. Um, you need to do that because there are some people out there that uh, you just don't want to do business with. And Ron, thank you very much for uh, texting us all the way from Kansas. Absolutely. Well, we're going to go straight to Frank, who's calling from Jupiter Farms. Welcome <coughs> to the show, Frank. Well, good morning, Earl and Nancy. I appreciate Y'all taking the call. Good morning. Um, there's many things I feel like talking about, so if I get going too long, just cut me off and go to the next um, caller. Okay. <laughs> you, just left, you just left a good dealer, bad dealer list. The ironic thing, I'm cleaning my desk after months of paperwork, mm -hmm. and I just last night I came across that because I wrote it down from one of your shows several weeks ago, went online and saw the list, and I agree wholeheartedly with um, your selection, especially for Napleton. All their dealerships on. Unbelievable. They, they feature prominently on that list, yes. on the right side of the page. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they should be in bold print. But um, 
The other thing I was calling you about um, several weeks ago, months ago, actually, you had that contest about, you know, um, the little deuce coop and the flathead and all this and the, the oh. questions. That uh-huh. was very nice. I like that. Oh, I actually um, was waiting. I, I thought your um, question was going to be what the pink slip was as opposed to all the engine parts, which um, luckily I grew up in the era where I knew all that and kind of <laughs> seen that. But, um, anyway, the, the other thing I was going to discuss with you guys is leasing. I, I actually got a lease car last year for the first time. And um, I do normally buy. Well, obviously, I had to buy all these cars before. And um, But this particular model was a Jaguar X-Type, um, or F-Type, excuse me, um, with the um, R, the V8. Mm-hmm. It was well into the six figures. Um, to buy that car, to buy a normal Jag with a six-cylinder, was going to be over 1000 a month for the next um, five years. Mm-hmm. To lease that car, I actually got it for about the same price mm-hmm. with no money down. There was a dealership over in St. Petersburg, I believe, called Crown Jaguar. Uh-huh. I don't but to try and push them, but they... They had a, an ad where no money down, $1,000 a month. And I went to the local Jaguar dealer, and they said, there's no way you need, like, almost 20000 down, 5,000 miles <laughs> a year is all you can drive, and you won't be able to find a better deal. And they, they assured me that I'd be a fool to drive all the way. Anyway, as it turned out, they actually stood by, um, and I got a very nice, and unfortunately, I haven't put too many miles on this little um, harder to get in and out of that car with my older age and my older weight, but... Um, it's um, it's definitely is a stunning vehicle, and the nice thing is, I, I because I realize on these expensive cars like the Mercedes and the BMWs, after a few years, um, even if you bought them, the value is going down so much because people realize once they're out of warranty, mm-hmm. it's like holding a hand grenade with a pin pulled. When's it going to blow up, and you're going to get your checkbook out? Yeah, that's true. Um, and you know the service. I mean, like you heard a couple of weeks ago with the guy with his brake job for over two thousand dollars. Yeah. I mean, I have a Mercedes also, and I take that in, and the B service is like $1,400, and the oil change is 800 I mean, it's insane. Oh, exactly. I tell people that have the electric cars that have counterparts for a lower car, like if you drive a Lexus, take it to a Toyota dealer for service. If you have a Infiniti, take it to a Nissan dealer. But with Jaguar, you're stuck. So <laughs> you've got to go to a Jaguar yeah. dealer if you want factory you know, technicians. But it, it is fun driving a car. I will admit. My daughter talked me into it. She said, you've been nice to all of these other people. It's time to be nice to yourself. So um, it's nice when uh, a younger person encourages you. And she's in her 20s going to college. And, you know, she's not, you know, how should I say, greedy at all for herself. She likes to see what her dad can do. How nice is that? Boy, what a great story. Thanks for sharing. You know, a Jaguar was my dream car when I was a kid. The XKE. You remember the XKE? It's a real classic now. And I, that's been, I guess I was probably in my teens, and I would have probably committed murder if someone would have gotten me an XKE Jag, a red one, you know, with a saddle interior, convertible maybe. <laughs> yeah, my, my, I, I, I was fortunate enough to go to pilot school with the Air Force Jet Pilots. Oh. And, um, and when I was out there, my roommate had a Jaguar XKE that was in the shop almost every month. <laughs> and I was, I was out there. Um, I had I was the only one that had a brand new Porsche Red 911S. <laughs> Everyone else had Corvettes from the Air yeah. Force Academy. It's just you know part of that pilot thing. You want to you know have your ego. Well, let's get my it. Porsche never broke down, and his was always in the shop. But <laughs> I believe the new Jags, especially since I got one with warranty, I don't worry about it. So. <laughs> well, let's give Crown Jaguar a plug then. Where are they located? Um, over in St. Petersburg. St. Petersburg. And the lady I spoke to. Yeah. Yeah. His name is Ginger. 
And it was, I went over there with, you know, all due diligence. In fact, I brought a salesman, which I figured would be the best thing to do, from Napleton that um, knew us. And I said, okay, go in with me. I'll tell them you're my attorney. <clears throat> but they didn't try any tricks, the, the, just as they said. Yeah. And also, it was hard to find a, a Jaguar in, in Florida on the East Coast. Thought I would. It was a nice bright red with a black leather interior, red stitching, our yeah. model. And it's just, it was, but it, it is fun when you drive down, I'm sure. You have, you felt the feeling when when you drive cars that people go by and give you a thumbs up and it's absolutely you don't want to be shunned with anything like that. But in any event, well, well, I love your show. I definitely um, appreciate what you guys do. Will you call again? I really appreciate your call, Frank. Thank you very much. Yeah, definitely. Give us a call again. Our number is eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, or you can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. We're going to go straight to Howard <laughs> before I start dancing. Hi, Howard. Hi, and thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. I think I have a couple of uh, interesting things to tell you today. Oh, great. And uh, the first thing is uh, about the airbags. Uh, Senator Amy Clutcherbar, what a name, for a yeah. Democrat from Minnesota. Minnesota. You heard about that, right? I uh, did not, but I was just kind of. Well, I was going to ask you to spell her last name, but maybe that's okay, not a good idea. Okay, let me spell. Let me spell the last name. <laughs> K L O B U C H A R. Wow. Democrat from Minnesota. Wow. Okay, what she did, she heard testimony last month of the recall of Takata uh, automotive airbags, which have sprayed shrapnel that has killed 22 people and injured hundreds more. Mm-hmm. She's continuing. Continuing put to put pressure on Honda Motor uh, Corporation about its efforts to track down the most dangerous airbags. Mm-hmm. I'm not paraphrasing. I'm reading it because I think mm-hmm. it's, it's important. Mm-hmm. Takata airbag inflators, known as Alphas, installed in certain 2001-2003 Honda and Acura models, have been shown to pose a 50% risk of rupture when the airbags deploy. According to Honda, more than 60,000 vehicles still contain Alpha inflators. Senator Amy Klobuchar wrote a letter uh, Wednesday to Honda Vice President Rick, here's another name, Shostek, given the significant public safety threat caused by these defective parts. The removal of all alpha inflators from America roads must be an immediate immediate priority. So let's see what the story is now uh, since she's putting pressure on Honda. Yeah, I, I, 50% chance of exploding. That is the absolutely office. mind-boggling. You, know, you, you buy that car. First of all, it's an older car. There's no way you're going to get any disclosure. You're probably buying it from a buy-here, pay-here, or some other independent used car dealer. And you've got a, half, a 50% chance of being killed. And our legislature's done nothing. Rick has got a point. Well, that, that's <clears> a 50% chance that it will rupture when it is intended to deploy in an accident. But there's also a very real chance that those airbags in those older Hondas can explode and rupture without an accident. Just simply while you're driving down the road, that airbag could literally explode like a pipe bomb for no reason whatsoever. Spontaneously. That's why they're so dangerous. I got a question for you, Rick. Yes, sir. Uh, you say it's the humidity that causes this. Is that correct? That's one of the factors is the heat and humidity because the the uh, ammonium nitrate 
accelerant, the, the, the chemical that is used to create the explosive force, to create the gas to fill the bag, degrades over time. But humidity is one of the factors that causes it to degrade so much faster. What's your question, Howard? The next question is, what if you live in Arizona and you have zero humidity? Uh, there still is a potential. Because, unfortunately, there, there's all, it's, not a, it's not zero humidity. It's somewhere in the range of Arizona, places like that in the desert. They do have around 30 to 40% humidity. But it still exists, and that de degradation will still occur over time. Okay. All right, one other thing I want to uh, talk about is the, uh, uh, the dead fob uh, when you were uh, starting the car. And uh, according to this, uh, if your battery is get de depleted and you don't have a backup key, there are ways to start the car with the dead key fob. Now, let me see if Rick knows how to do this. Oh, on cars it? with smart key system? Yes. Well, you simply hold the fob up to the button, hold it directly against the Is button. Is there anything you don't know, Rick? <laughs> oh, there's tons. There, Trust me, the, the more complicated these cars get, every minute of every day, I learn how little I know. It's just that <laughs> I, I, there, there are certain esoteric things. There's, there's these little things that, yeah, I kind of keep some of the useless seeming knowledge in my head but yeah, yeah. I, I learn every day how little i actually know about these cars and one other question so why isn't it um why don't you service the uh, key fob like every three years put a new battery in that should be one of the uh, service uh, recommendations am i correct to say that well it, w it wouldn't be too bad of an idea but I've, I've seen some key fobs like the one that i'm using for my pickup which is just a normal remote it's five years old and still going strong. Some will last five, six, seven years. Others will be gone in a couple of years. Uh, and it's just a simple watch battery. It's a simple matter of you just walk into any parts department and they'll swap out that little battery for you in about five minutes time. I just had a great idea. I'm, a, I'm an inventor at heart. Solar powered key fobs. I, I come up, no, here, well, that's a good idea too. Here's my idea, Howard, and uh, you and I, you finance this and we'll get a patent on it. Uh, you, you, you know the, the chargers that you have on, on your smartphones and things that you uh, just have plugged in and you just lay your, lay your charger on top of the... Right. Okay, babe. <clears throat> that's what they need to do. An inductance kind of a charging device uh, could be on your uh, dash somewhere. You set your key fob down and let it sit there. It would charge all the time while you're driving. You're putting the charge on your key fob all the time while you're charged, and you never have to worry about the battery going dead. Or patent okay, that. Who's we'll going to get the that. patent on that? Or uh, a small you plutonium and me, reactor. Uh, your idea, you know, but yeah. I may steal it from you. Yeah. Well, we're not going to steal it. We're, we're partners. That's a good idea. Yeah, this okay, this is being recorded, so you have some, <laughs> exactly, some right. protections here. You and I will split the, we'll split the profits on that 50-50. Okay, very good. Thanks for taking my call. Howard, and you're I'll great. Continue Please continue listening to the radio program. Uh, thanks, thanks so Howard. much, Howard. On the radio. We love hearing Thank from you. you. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And remember, folks, we do have the Mystery Shopping Report coming up, and uh, it's always interesting, so don't go anywhere. And uh, just a reminder, if you're unable to listen to our live show or you want to listen to any of our past shows, you can always subscribe 
to the Earl Stewart on Cars podcast on your smartphone or tablet using any of the following podcast apps. That's Apple, SoundCloud, Google, we're everywhere. So there you go. Back to the recovering car dealer. Okay, all you uh, manufacturers out there are thinking about stealing my idea. <laughs> we're gonna, I'm, I, we've declared Howard and I are going to patent it. We are on record right now. We're on record. So General Motors, Toyota, forget about it. You had your chance. Uh-huh. We have just come up with the key fob, the smart uh, key. What do, we, what do we call them? What's the official name? Smart keys. Smart keys. Smart key. Smart key that never needs recharging. And we also have backup plans for the plutonium reactor and the solar-powered <laughs> key fob. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, call us at 877-960-9960. Write the number down. If you don't want to call us now, you will want to call us later. 877-960-9960. And text is 772-497-6530. Please text us, 772-497-6530. We do have a text. We have a text from last week. Now, apologize that uh, Earl Stewart on Cars went to the Bahamas last weekend, and we took a vacation, and we're back, and we missed a show. We planned, <coughs> did a replay, but we got some texts mm-hmm. that came in. And she retexted that just now, so this is a fresh. Oh, this is a fresh one. So she's listening. She called, uh, texted last week, but she's listening now. Oh, so. fantastic. This is Anne Marie. Yeah. That's not Anne Marie, my daughter-in-law, is it? Nope. Okay. <laughs> I don't recognize the phone number. Okay. Good morning. When I bought my 13, uh, 2013 Camry. I was working and putting almost 15,000 miles a year on it. I use synthetic oil since day one. Listen carefully, Rick. I think I'm going to throw this one at you. And I've retired. Now, uh, maybe put 8,000 miles a year. Should I or could I switch to regular oil? I bring my car in every six months or 5,000 miles as per Toyota's re- recommended maintenance schedule. So, uh, you got the question? Mm. Technically, yeah, you could switch to regular fossil oil, what what we call the the standard fossil oil. Um, You might see a little difference in fuel economy, and you might see a little difference in the way the engine runs, because your engine is meant to run at tighter tolerances with the synthetic oil that is a thinner oil. Uh, It could possibly cause a little extra wear on the engine, but with the amount of miles that you're driving, I don't think you'd see really that big of a difference in, in those issues. I think it, the effect of it would be minimal. The effect on your wallet would probably be a pretty good thing because, I've, after all, the fossil oil costs about half as much as synthetic oil. Well, if, if you believe the, uh, the engineers that say that you need to change your oil every six months, whether or not you put... 5,000 miles on your car, 10,000 miles with synthetic. Um, that's, a, that's a fact that a lot of people can't digest or believe. And they, so, But I believe them. I, I don't think anyone's trying to con us on that. When your car sits and you don't drive it, your oil collects contaminants and uh, you have uh, water vapor, you have condensation, you have... Uh, just general gook that is in your oil, whether you want it or not. So cars sitting that don't get driven at all need to have their oil changed. And that water vapor is the biggest one. It's yeah. it's, it's that humidity, the moisture that yeah. gets in there. And believe it or not, I know the old saw, oil and water don't mix. 
but the oil actually does try to help capture that water and it surrounds it and tries to keep it from causing any con uh, corrosion inside the engine. So, six months, we have a, that's probably the most common question I get as a car dealer in Florida, mm -hmm. because we have a lot of low mileage drivers. People retire, they don't put as many miles on their cars as they did before. And, you know, somebody put two, three thousand miles a year on your car, and you say, w w you want me to come in and get my oil changed every six months? Why? Well, that's the answer. You heard it. Yep. And we have a lot of humidity down here. We have a lot of water in the air, water vapor, and it does condense. And it gets in your oil, and you got to change it every six months, even if you don't drive the car. Great information. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. You know, there's uh, back to the oil uh, topic. There have been a few ladies that have asked me, when they park their car in the garage and they go up north, is it necessary? Uh, and they go up north just not you know for a couple of months uh but uh, maybe longer snowbirds. and it's so in pardon snowbirds yes and it's really important that they maintain their car for that very reason uh ladies and gentlemen that number again if you have any questions and uh, we would love for you to be part of the show give us a call toll free at 877-960-9960 rick's here he can answer all of your questions we have Stu. Uh, our uh, cyber guy, and uh, myself, Nancy Stewart, and of course, uh, the star of the show, Earl Stewart. So again, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And let me remind you about our debut in video. And l last week and the week before, last week was a rerun, we are now on video. And you can watch us right now. I'm going to wave at you. And uh, Nancy will wave at you. And so will Rick and Stu. Facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. Facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. E-A-R-L on Cars. So you can go to your smartphone, your PC, your Mac. Put that in the URL. Facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. And you're looking... At Nancy's pretty face, my ugly face, <laughs> and uh, I guess you say Stu and Rick are kind of ordinary. You can't see me. Huh. I'm getting. I set up the cameras. Can't see. Okay. <laughs> anyway, this is kind of exciting. We have to come up with some visual stuff uh -huh. pretty soon. I don't know what it'll be, yeah. but yeah, we're 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 looking at uh, Rick's uh, baby face. I call it. He's got a baby face. He does have a baby. Uh, but uh, I might. Uh, mention this morning that we do have an event at the uh, library in North Palm Beach. Mm -hmm. Isn't that right, Mr. Car Dealer? It is, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, it's at the North Palm Beach uh, li Library, mm -hmm. and it's on US 1, and we're having a, it's for the kids, we're doing a popcorn thing. Yeah, we're going to pop some popcorn. Yeah, we're bringing the popcorn machine. It's a big event. Exactly. And uh, we're going to be... We'll uh, be over there on May the 9th. May the 9th from uh, 2 till 3.30 or 4 o'clock yeah. at the North Palm Beach uh, Library. And we're encouraging the kiddies to read books and uh, come into the library. And uh, we're going we're gonna to bribe them with popcorn. Wholesome, whole grain popcorn. 
Will it be whole grain? Is that what we? I think all popcorn's whole grain. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you know, as long as, long as we're talking kidneys, I got to say one mention here. Mm-hmm. Uh, happy belated birthday, Stu. Stu just turned oh, 50 years old a couple days ago. Thank you very much. You're right behind me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Or are you? Or you're a little bit older. I was a week and a half ago. That's right. That's right. Okay. Well, we're on, the, we're on the back nine now. So. Okay, call us at 877-960-9960. We're a little quiet in here. We like the calls. We like your comments. And I challenge anybody in the automobile retail business to call us. Uh, and I, not, I don't want to be belligerent about it, but we'd like to hear your constructive or otherwise criticism. We have a caller. Wonderful. John is calling from Boynton Beach. Welcome to the show, John. Thank you. Uh, the reason I called you were talking about rechargeable key fobs, mm-hmm. and I just wanted to mention that Mini has those. You put oh, them in the dashboard, and you drive along, and they, they charge themselves. Oh, darn. Uh, I thought I had a, I was <laughs> going to pat that. The reason oh. I know that is because we have two sets of keys. My wife, that's her car. And I have a spare set in the house, and you have to remember every so often uh-huh. to take that spare set out and use it. Wow. Otherwise, it'll be dead when you need it. Now, isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? Now, many, uh, do they manufacture anything besides the many? I don't, well, it's made by BMW, but yeah. I think that's all they... Uh, well, maybe BMW has they, that feature, too. That's a great idea. I mean, I, I, I would uh, I encourage all the other manufacturers. Why haven't you come up with that idea? Where, John, where do, you, where do you actually have to set it to charge it? Uh, you just, what you do is when you get in a car, you put it in the dashboard. Just on the dashboard. And then, well, and no, in, you plug it in. Oh, it you is plug key, it in. I but it's you. not wow. a key. You know, it's a fob. I got you. It's, I got you. it's not a keyless thing. You stick the fob in the dashboard, mm-hmm. and that allows you to start the car and go. And while you're driving, it charges. Uh-huh. That's also the, the car's computer. Mm-hmm. When you go into the dealer, they have to take that key fob from you and put it in their machine yes. to find out the diagnostics of the engine. I'll be darned. Now, that is really cool. Of course, that, now I suddenly realize I still have my patent mm-hmm. because I'm talking about inductive. In, inductive charging where you don't even have to plug it in. If, you, uh, if you've if you ever, right. with, with my iPhone, uh, Stu uh, put me onto this, you just plug this little pad in, and at night I just set my iPhone down on the nightstand, just lay it down, and this charges all night long. Well, a lot of cars in. have that in the, in the uh, center console, the key mm-hmm. charger where you simply set your phone on it, and it wirelessly charges your phone while you're driving. Oh, if you can charge your phone, why can't you charge your key fob? Exactly. I got it. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. you still got it. I still got it. And I believe it's called Qi. 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 Qi charging. Yep. To charge. Yeah, that's a good idea. And uh, I just want to say I was up at your shop and looking at some used cars, Mm -hmm. and I ran into a fella, uh, what was his name? Julio Sanchez, and he was really fantastic. I think he was a manager, yeah, but yeah. he was very informative. I, I, I was just looking to get some information for my daughter, who's looking to buy a car, and he was very helpful, even though I wasn't really there to buy the car that day. Well, thank, and, uh, well, thank you, man. And I actually bought my first ever Toyota in 2013 from your shop in North Palm, but that was before the uh, current pricing, uh, the way they do it now. Mm-hmm. That's a question I had, though. Uh, shop when when you said that Costco gets you the best price, mm-hmm. it's just the best price for that specific dealer. Is that not correct? No. What Costco does um, is they they calculate the pricing of all their dealers, 
and they will call a dealer. They call us. I'm a Costco dealer, and they will say, uh, "This particular model, this Tacoma or this uh, Camry, uh, you're you're priced $100 too high. Bring your price down." And they they make you bring the price down to a low price in the whole market. <clears throat> and uh, that's one of my beasts with them, by the way, because the uh, some of the dealers will add the uh, dealer fees to their prices, and yeah. they should be included in the price that they calculate to tell the other dealers to put their prices in. So we're forced to put our prices in at a lower price than we think is. We think it's too low because the other dealers have put those prices in, and then they add a thousand or two thousand dollars in dealer fees when they come in. But that's a personal beat between me and Costco, and I'm fighting that battle right now. I'll let you know how it comes out. Okay. Uh, thank you very much, John. Thanks for the call. Very informative. I did not know that about many and the rechargeable key fob. Great information. I thought that was fascinating, so I texted our controller, who doesn't want us to say his name on the air. Oh. But he drives a mini. Should yep. be driving a Toyota, but Sean Gebhardt doesn't want oh, us but, 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 to but. mention the name. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think he was kidding, oh. but he says it's really cool. He charges his key fob all the time, and the dealer, the mini dealer, logs his service by taking his key. So he plugs the key in yeah. somewhere at the dealership, and it's like magic. I love technology. <laughs> it's exploding. I mean, uh, I just love this. I'm a techno. You know, for an old guy, I'm a techno guy. You know, I just love the technical stuff. But, uh, yeah, that's great. Uh, I mean, charging will be obsolete. I mean, charging will be inductive uh, before long. We'll be, we'll, be, we'll be charging things from the ground. We'll throw well, up radiation. To, with the, I love the idea that uh, in about 30 or 40 years, we'll all be driving electric cars that automatically receive their power from inductive coils built yeah. into the roadway. Yeah, yeah. And as yeah. you're driving, the car is automatically charging. And you're going right along. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Inter- interesting. Do you have another text? I do have a text. Oh, you do? Let's, okay. go, let's give the numbers out first. Oh, okay. I was going to ask you a question, but I'll wait. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And that text that she just gave out, we have a text. Text is this. After market, uh, after market truck bedliners. 2014 Ford F-150. Should I be concerned about water getting in between the liner and the bed after a car wash or power wash? Uh, Joe from Abacoa. That's a great question. We had a caller uh, a week or two ago with that very problem, a lot of rust. And uh, Rick, that's the problem. It is. Um, Bed liners are a great idea, the add-on plastic bed liner. However, they do have a tendency to capture dirt uh, water underneath that bed liner and that plastic does move tiny amounts which allows it to literally abrade itself against that metal surface and you're actually wearing the paint off underneath and that causes of course open metal that can rust the best solution really is I would actually do a rhino liner a spray-in liner spray-in bed liners. I remember we talked about that R-H-I-N-O like a yep. like rhino a, like the rhinoceros, rhinoceros yeah. yeah that's one of the top companies that makes them but there are several companies that make spray-in bed liners uh, they even make kits for the do-it-yourselfers a friend of mine actually did a, a liner the entire interior of their Jeep and I've actually seen quite a few vehicles where they have literally put 
spray-on bed liner on the entire outside of the vehicle mm. uh, in a, as opposed to paint. Mm. And it's amazing stuff. And I've even seen some people that double it. They put a spray-in bed liner, then put a plastic bed liner so that they don't wind up denting or damaging the tr- vehicle. Where, where do you buy Rhino Liner? Uh, best place, go online and find a local shop that will install it. Places like Truck and Trailer USA, Rayside Truck and Trailer, uh, all these places. There's lots of local companies. I would Google them, check their Google reviews, and make sure that they're using a good high-quality product, and go for it. What's the average price? Uh, I have seen prices ranging from around 200 to as much as three to $400. Is it like a guarantee? I mean, they're guaranteed not to uh, chip? Most, yes, they, most of them have a guarantee for a certain length of time. Yeah. And obviously, any, any liner could be destroyed with a serious abuse. But for average daily wear and tear, this stuff is awesome. Does it look okay? They look great. Yeah. yeah. So would it, it would enhance the resale value of your truck? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh. I love endorsing good products. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. What's, the, what's okay. the one we endorse with the uh, windshield that you put on there? That Rain-X. Yeah, Rain-X. Oh, yes. That stuff is fantastic. You have your your uh, windshield treated with Rain-X, R-A-N. R-A-I-N-X. X. Rain-X. You put that on, and when you're in a thunderstorm, I just fascinate watching the the. The rain doesn't even hit your windshield. It, it goes off so fast, yeah. you yep. can just, yeah. you don't need a windshield wiper. Mm-hmm. And it's Florida really cool. love bug season, that stuff is awesome. Very good. Okay, there you go, folks. Seven. You just heard it right here. We are talking about <clears throat> everything, everything. Uh, so give us a call with some of your ideas, some of your questions at 877-960-9960, or you can text us if you're a little shy at 772-497-6530. I was going to ask you about that spot that we saw on TV last night. Uh, about uh, we, we talked about it in the car on the way over, and uh, the uh, gentleman's holding a cup of coffee, and he's riding down the road, and he claims that it, yeah, I think it's it was a BMW. Smooth. It's some sort of a computerized deal that yeah, has BMW. your wheels lift up. the The car senses the bump or the pothole, and then your your wheel automatically comes up to avoid the shock of that. Mm. What I saw and demonstrated in the WPTV uh, looked like it didn't work, but it looked like they were trying to make it look like it worked. Because when they hit that pothole, the guy was bouncing around. Yeah, it was a, but he didn't it, spill it was, his coffee. So uh, no, he didn't. He didn't <laughs> spill his uh, Starbucks coffee. <laughs> well, technology is going to be. Uh, technology is going to. I mean, it's going to make uh, lazy people out of all of us. You won't well, even have to avoid a pothole. Have you seen the new one now for that C uh, uh, stabilizer device that goes in your boat? And it literally, it's like a gyroscope that literally eliminates the swaying of a boat. Imagine when they can devise something like that Mm. for a car, for (laughs) automobile (laughs) suspension. Car uh, car sickness would be a thing of the past. Exactly. I like that idea. I Folks, think you got a couple of texts. It's I got getting some better. Te- got some texts Earl's here. Earl's going to read some, some texts text. that he has. Yeah, we got and, a follow-up uh, from Anne-Marie. I, let me uh, mention, too, uh, we have, a, we, uh, have uh, $50 to give away, uh, the next female, new female caller. So uh, keep that in mind. And uh, Desiree, we will get right with you in a moment. Uh, Earl's going to go ahead and 
read a text. Desiree is one of our wonderful callers. Okay, is this a follow-up from Anne-Marie? Why are automotive companies changing from keys to key fobs? Yes. I'm a Luddite. A Luddite. What's a Luddite? Luddite. Someone Luddite. who is, uh, doesn't like technology. Oh, I'm a Luddite. Oh. I just I learned something else. There you go. Nobody else learned anything because I'm the only one that doesn't know what a Luddite is. But who <laughs> likes old-fashioned keys because you know when you're, when you're, you're, you're turning? You know, there's a lot to be said for old-fashioned keys. I kind of feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I sometimes think we complicate our lives. I mean, I could have lived a very happy life without a key fob, uh, I, although it is very convenient. I get into my house by saying, Siri, open the front true, door. <laughs> true. So uh, that's true. I mean, you know, we all have to recognize that there are things ingrained in us. I mean, we grow up in certain ways, and, and adopting a new thing so sometimes just uh, more of an annoyance to some people. Well, I'm 30 years old, so that's... Uh, this I, is uh, very true. I'm a millennial. This is uh, very uh, true. Uh, <laughs> are you 29 or 30? I just turned 30. Uh. Oh, I mean, that was 50. Sorry, I screwed up. And I think I have another. <laughs> I think I have another one here, too, another text. Okay, here we go. I have... Let's see. Oops. There we go. We have a 2015 Honda CRV. Is it necessary that we take it to a Honda dealer? If we do not, who would you recommend? Great show, Phil. A difficult question. Um, the Honda dealers typically have the trained technicians. They have the diagnostic equipment. Uh, they are higher priced than the independents. And they um, typically have more to answer to. They have to answer to Honda, for example, and you really have more clout as a Honda owner with a Honda dealer in service. But sometimes the prices are just so damned high that you just have to find yourself someplace you can go and save a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. So that's a good question. Uh, the uh, Phil, you, there's no obligation, even if your car is under warranty, to take your car to a Honda dealer. Now, you have to take your car to a Honda dealer to have a car repaired and reimbursed by Honda under warranty, but you can have your car maintained anywhere as long as you can document that you have the maintenance done prescribed by the owner's manual. So if you've got a good independent technician, a good, honest independent technician will tell you what he can do and what he can't do. And we know some people out there that uh, do repairs, uh, for on Toyotas, and I'm a Toyota dealer, and when a person comes in with a Toyota, they'll say, you better take this to a Toyota dealer because I don't have the diagnostic machinery or the wherewithal, the skill, to do this. Uh, Rick Kearney, sitting beside me, is a what they call a certified diagnostic master technician. Goes to school all the time, online a lot of times, and he has to stay up with the rapidly exploding technology in automotive. So he's truly, we call him a computer auto scientist. So some of the independents just don't have that kind of skill. But for routine maintenance, yes, you take it to an independent. Who can I recommend? Uh, who do we recommend? Uh, unfortunately, I don't really know of any techs right off the bat. Uh, aftermarket shops well, that we, would specialize yeah. in Honda. But my advice for anyone with any car, if you're looking to find a good tech, go online to the forum sites for your particular brand of car mm-hmm. and talk to people there, find who they recommend, and then check the reviews and 
Google reviews on that mechanic. <coughs> Do well, your homework. Well, Pet, Pet yeah. Boys is, uh, I mean, they're a national they're brand, aren't they? Yeah. They are. Yeah. You know, yeah. you got locally, to, locally, I mean, I don't know if they specialize in Honda, but we know Curtis Noble up in Jupiter on Center Street, mm-hmm. honest technician, good guy. Also, um, an Accutech in, in Lake Park. That's yep. another good one. So, We, uh, as a car dealer, we use outside services, and sometimes we'll send cars from our used car department. It could be a Mercedes. It could be a Ford. Uh, and we'll send it to an independent because yeah. we don't have the skilled technician. Yeah. So th- that's the reason you'll want to go to the factory technician. Sometimes they don't have the... Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, I hope we answered your question on your Honda. And uh, fortunately, a Honda CRV is a good car. You're probably not going to have a whole lot of expensive repairs. Yeah, great car. Uh, I want to thank Desiree for her patience. And uh, we'd like to welcome you to the show, Desiree. Good hey. morning. Good Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good, good morning. morning. Well, I have a good uh, question this morning. Um, and with me being in this car business for a minute, um, I remember a couple coming on a car dealership that I worked at for many years on North Lake Boulevard. And I remember this couple coming in in a beat-up truck mm-hmm. um and as i was standing out with the guys with the sales guys as soon as they saw these people drive up they disappeared hmm. uh, because they saw the truck didn't want to wait on anybody didn't want to wait on them because they just knew that they didn't have the money mm-hmm. they couldn't afford it mm-hmm. but there was one sales guy and he said "Dad, you know i'll talk to them when the guy approached this couple um, they had a down payment, not a down payment, but they were able to purchase the truck, the F-150 that they purchased with flat out money. They were able to buy it right out. Cash buyers. Cash, cash buyers. And so my question this morning is based on that. When we talk about people who cannot afford, um, to go to a dealership with, um, a good down payment, and then they can't afford to buy the kind of cars that they want, so they get stuck with the the kind of airbags and all of this. But my question is, the beacon score or the down payment, if a person has a low beacon score but a large down payment, could they get the car they want or if they had the money and not a savable beacon score, could they pay cash for it? Well, sure, uh, Desiree. That's uh, <clears throat> that's uh, something that uh, the it's it's an equation that the lenders have, and they have a they have a uh, requirement based on your beacon score is how high a down payment you have to make. They have to have equity in the car because that's their collateral, and if they have to rep- repossess the car, then they have to be able to dispose of it and hopefully recover their losses. So if you have a sterling credit, if you've got a very high beacon score, you can buy a car with zero do- dollars down because okay. the lender has so much confidence that the car will not come back. But if you have a bad credit score, frankly, the lender's worried that maybe I've got a five percent or ten percent or even greater chance i'll have to repossess the car 
And if I repossess the car, I have to have a large down payment at the get-go so that the value of that car, when I sell it, will put some cash in the bank for the lender. So, yeah, uh, it goes all the way up to where you can't have any loan, and then you have to pay cash for the car. But if you have just mm-hmm. like, say, a, a 550 Beacon score, you might have to put $5,000 down where somebody with a $700 Beacon score would only have to put $1,000 down. Okay, and see, I'm glad you said that because that was part of the actual question. Another part, that if a person has about, you know, 5000 to maybe $8,000 to uh, put down on the vehicle that they wanted, uh, would that be substantial enough for them to be able to get the vehicle that they wanted if they had that much of a down payment, you know, from the five to the 8000 yeah, five to eight thousand is significant. Of course, it depends on the the price of the car. Uh, a lower price car, that's a whole lot of money. If you're buying a high price car, like a sixty or seventy thousand dollar car, that's not as much money. So, but yeah, uh, someone that's got five to eight thousand dollars, that's considered a very significant down payment. Okay, cool. That that was my question. Wow, that's good. Okay, I just really wanted to know that because. Like I said, you know, when I started out with this, I started out um, even at your dealership uh, greeting the customers. And you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So um, going starting from there and then working my, myself all the way up to uh, customer relations uh, manager, mm-hmm. you know, these questions, it's just, you know, you just want to know. And it's, if it's someone that's listening, they kind of wanted to know what's the difference between the actual Beacon score and a down payment, you know what I'm saying? I say to people, when you go and do your homework to buy your car, if you have a large down payment, save your money first. Mm-hmm. Do your own homework, save your money, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that if whatever car you want, if it's a pre-owned vehicle, from a Mercedes to whatever, save your money. Don't rush, you know, get around the way that you were, you know, that you were able to get around first, but then just have that big down payment and you can get whatever you, you want, depending mm-hmm. on the vehicle. Good advice. Uh, that's very good advice, Desiree. I appreciate your sharing that with our audience. A lot of people benefit Thank from you that. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. You guys have a good morning. Same we we Thanks, love Desiree. hearing from you, Desiree. 877-960-9960, or you can text us. Uh, We are shortly going to uh, share the mystery shopping report with all of you. And that mystery shopping report is from Advantage Ford and Stewart. So stay tuned for that. The funny thing is I had a call from a customer or a a prospective customer that was going to buy from Advantage Ford and Stewart and and, uh, was upset with the treatment there. And that's not why we shop them, but uh, when Stu told me that we have chosen Advantage Ford for our shopping target, I said, what a coincidence. I just had a customer call me complaining about treatment that he had there. So it'll be exciting to see how it went. And uh, if you've had any experience with Advantage Ford, then call us. We'd love to hear your experience with Advantage Ford. They will be the topic of our mystery shopping report very shortly. Call us at 877-960-9960. Nancy is, uh, okay. We're going to go straight to uh, Bob, uh, who's been holding from Lake Park. Good morning, Bob. Yes, good morning. How is everyone today? Great. I'm doing good. 
Uh, uh, two, I have two things. Uh, first, uh, not the main reason for my call, but I had called and uh, left a message with your son, Jason, about an article in the Washington Post about the Takata airbags. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not quite sure if you saw it or not, but uh, it was did, quite yeah. interesting. Thank you very uh, much. Jason, Jason forwarded on that to me. And I would suggest you might want to look at it. Excellent article. I appreciate that, Bob. I did see it. Now, so, the main reason for my call is I was wondering, are you aware of what's going on with the Congress Avenue extension and how it's going to affect your business? No, I'm not. What, uh, what, I, I figured that because most people aren't. And uh, what the county is doing is they're going into a meeting on May 15th to vote for a realignment because there's a new property owner in there. And they're not only going to realign the road, but they're going to re-engineer it. The new property owner wants to put a gigantic industrial park in the old gardens uh, uh, trailer park there, which is going to service scores of semi-tractor trailers. Most of them are going to be coming down, I guess, off of I-95. And uh, it's, it's, it's crazy because the extension was actually supposed to relieve uh, the traffic on North Lake. But what they're proposing here is going to make the traffic worse. Hmm. And uh, and all the uh, communities that uh, live off of North Lake, like Ibis and Steeplechase, PGA National, all these communities, the uh, Hunts Club, uh, Horseshoe Acres, that use North Lake Boulevard are going to be in for a rude awakening when they try to come down North Lake. And even if they have to come to your dealership, a lot of these people will access your dealership directly down North Lake Boulevard. Now, now I have to only fight all the traffic, but I have to fight all these semi-trucks that will be coming in to service this, these warehouses that they're putting in. And, and the county, who already had a previously alignment approved through the middle of the property, which would negate this person from doing what he wants to do, refuses to pay for the right-of-way because they're, they're, they're saying that they're broke. Hmm. And they don't have the money, and he's giving them he's giving them the right of way if they move the road all the way to the eastern part of the property, which will allow him to build this gigantic industrial park. Now I'm a little confused because I read in the in the Palm Beach Post not too long ago that the new public county administrator was dancing in the aisles because uh, the county had gotten a triple A rating from S and P. They took in $800 million on the sales tax increase and refinanced all their debt over the last five years and saved another $71 million. Yet they're saying they're broke. And I wanted to ask you, Earl, because I know you read the, you read the Wall Street Journal and you read Barron's, you're, you're a fairly knowledgeable person about credit ratings. Why would Standard & Poor's give the county a AAA rating? Only 11 counties in the whole country have a AAA rating if they were broke. They didn't have the money to, to pay for the right of way to put the road in on the uh, already approved alignment. Can, can you answer that for me? Well, I tell you, you caught me cold here. Uh, Stu just sent me the article from the uh, Palm Beach Post. I'm going to have to bone up on this and read it. I, I didn't know about it. Thank you very much for calling to my attention. Uh, I can be uh, give you a more knowledgeable answer next week if you call back in. Let me investigate this and see what I can find out. Thanks very much for taking the time to call this to our attention. Yes, uh, thank you very much. But uh, your time is of the essence because the, the county commission is voting on this on May 15th. I got you. Uh -huh. So, you know, we're trying uh, to get the word out to all the homeowners communities that I are on, uh, we will. on North Lake. We'll get, this, huh? uh, we'll get the word out. And thanks again. You really got the word out by yeah. calling the show. Thank you very much, Bob. Yeah, that's what, well, that's what my intention was. And uh, thank you very much. 
And uh, if you get a chance to read that article in the Washington Post, it was it was, uh, it was quite informative. That was on I, the Takata Epics. I, I know I you're gravely concerned about this. I, I actually emailed the author of that article, and I'm trying to get her to call, give me a call. And I appreciate you sending us that article very much. Thank you. Yep. Okay. Well, you have a great you have a great weekend, everyone. You too, Thank Bob. Thank you. Thank you so much, and give us a call again. Uh, we have uh, Jay, who's holding from West Palm Beach. Welcome to the show, Jay. Thank you very much. I have a story about a truck and also, I guess, kind of a lesson learned, and I'll, I'll get to the story quickly, but uh, I had a 2007 Touareg. It ran well. I bought it from a friend, very well maintained, um, hard on gas. I mean, it was a gas guzzler. Uh, right around the hurricane last year, I'm driving down the road, and all of a sudden I feel this very, very heavy vibrating coming from underneath the driver's side. Initially, I thought it might have been a flat tire, so I pulled over, checked all the tires. It wasn't. Got in the car, started driving again, felt it immediately again once I got to about 30 to 35 miles an hour. Turned around, went home, and I went online to try to check and see if I could find the, you know, put in the symptoms of it and see if I could figure out what was wrong with it. Turned out it looked like it was the drive shaft. Hmm. And so I obviously couldn't drive it anywhere because I basically couldn't even go over 25 miles an hour without it rattling. And I was, I wasn't sure what was going to happen to it. So my only option ended up being somebody coming to my house to work on it. I had a friend recommend these guys and I know, you know, it's not the smartest thing to do, but I was kind of stuck in a situation. So this guy comes over, gets underneath my truck, checks it out. He says, your drive shaft is fine. It's the casing that needs to be fixed. And at that point, I'm sort of at his mercy of thinking, okay, maybe he's being honest with me because he could replace the drive shaft if he wanted to. I went back and looked at the old records that I had from my friend who sold me the car. It turned out that he had put in a brand new drive shaft back in 2014. Hmm. And so I told this guy, I said, okay, if it's just a casing, let's do that. Well, these guys are, they're kind of rogue um, mechanics. So they, you know, they said, well, we got to go down to Miami to get the parts, come back up. This thing turned out to be this long, drawn-out process. First, he went and got the casing for it, came back, and I sat there and watched them put the drive shaft into the casing. And I'm guessing that's how it works. I don't know. <clears throat> and it turns out that he said, well, it's not fitting correctly i have to go get another one from miami <laughs> and this drags on longer and longer then it turns out he says well you do need a drive shaft i can get you a used one now the oh, new boy. one when i looked back on the records was somewhere around i want to say it was around 15 to 1800 or something like that mm -hmm. and so I told him, I said, all right, do what you have to do. He said, I can get you a used one. Comes back, he says, well, the used one was kind of, I have to go get another one. And this is just dragging oh, on man. and on and on with this whole process. Hmm. And then when he finally got it fixed, he calls me, he says, it's, but, and I'm not even sure if I'm explaining this the right way. He said, I need to add some oil or something to like grease or whatever the case was. He said, it's going to be another hundred dollars to do that. At that point, I'm sort of like, well, I don't know if he's lying to me. I'm thinking he is, but I don't know for sure. Maybe I, I would think that that would just be an automatic process instead of telling me, yeah, you know, do you want to do this or do you not want to do this? Obviously, I'm going to say yes. Ended up, he fixed it, sort of. 
I got back in my truck, started driving, and the first time I drove, I get back on the highway, I start feeling the rattling. And he told me, he said, you have to give it enough time to get lubed up and get everything in there and get it rolling smoothly again. First time I drove it, I start feeling the rattling again. Not as bad as it was initially. And obviously I called him, told him he never returned my phone call. At that point, I basically just turned around. (laughs) I had seen Alexis online that day. Turned around, went back home, called the Lexus dealership, said, this is what I have. This is my credit. This is how much I can put down. This is what I'm trading in. I want to come in, take a look at this car. If it's what I want, let's just put everything down and buy it. So I was sort of at Lexus's mercy that day, too. <laughs> I ended up trading in the Touareg. They gave me $1,400 for it, which I was a little surprised that I got that much for it. But, you know, in the, I ended up paying for the whole process of my truck, I think it was around seven or eight hundred dollars. I only paid the guy cash. He would never give me receipts or yeah. anything. So I suspected things were a little shaky to begin with. But yeah. it was it was one of those things. It was very much a lesson learned. Yeah, well, you might have got lucky. I mean, it was bad as it was. It could have been worse, and you were able to trade it and get a little more than you you thought. So uh, a lesson well learned. You might have saved you a lot of money in the future. Yeah, but, you know, I have a good car now. My mechanic yeah. likes it. The mechanic that I go to, he likes it. So, you know, yeah, I'm happy a, now. But I just wanted to share that story with you for anybody out there. It's a lesson learned. With yeah, yeah. Mechanics. when the guy comes to your house and lies on the driveway and and uh, works under the car and has to keep going back and forth to Miami, uh, that's that's red, red flag number one. And then when he has to be paid in cash, that's red flag, flag number two. And then they, when he won't return your phone call, that's uh, the, the oh. final red flag. So you, yeah, it basically <laughs> what what it boiled down to. It cost seven hundred dollars to tow my truck or to drive my truck at twenty miles an hour to a Lexus dealership to yeah. trade it in. So that was, you know, that was an expensive tow job there. <laughs> well, you got a great car, probably the best car in the world. The Lexus is ranked number one in Consumer Reports. So I don't think you'll have anybody on their on their back in your driveway working on that Lexus. It'll be. It'll work no, not anymore, and I'm very happy with it. So I just wanted to share that story. Great with you. call, Jay. Thank yeah, you very much. Yeah, what a story! Goodness, what a story! Thank you, Jay. Call again. Give us a call again with another interesting story. Our number is eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, or you can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. And we do have a text. We have a text from Tina. Again, thanks, Tina. Boy, well, we, we'd be nowhere without Tina. She's a texter. She's a caller. Uh, she's amazing. Uh, please kindly tell Desiree I'm a big fan of hers and thoroughly enjoy hearing from her. Pound girl power. Hashtag. Hashtag. Pound. You're a Luddite. I just gave away my age. You're a Luddite. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a Luddite. <laughs> I, I am. I'm a recovering Luddite. Okay. Hashtag girl power. There you go. Thanks, Tina. Okay, I think we got to get to the. Thank uh, you, Tina. I think we got to get to the mystery shopping report. Yep. But we do have a, okay, mystery okay. shopping report. Yeah, our mystery shopping report today is from Advantage Ford in Stewart. So, uh, stay tuned and listen up. Well, we previously sh- uh, previously shopped them before twice, and uh, we had different results from the two shops. The first time, back in 2015. We sent a shopping agent in the role of Larry Laydown. That's our vernacular for people that just agree with everything the salesman wants to do. Just easy mark. Uh, Advantage Ford took advantage of our shopper, selling him a new Ford Escape at full MSRP, 
plus a five ninety nine dealer fee. Now you have to ask yourself, is that bad? Well, that's what dealers do. I mean, you walk in and you say, I'll buy it. It's just like anything else. You have to, you know, you have to use some discretion. You have to do some homework. So I, I don't hold that against, uh, and we didn't hold it against Advantage Ford. Um, you go in with, uh, you know, your wallet out, you're checking your hand, they're going to take advantage of you. Our second time uh, was in two, uh, August of 2017. This time we sent our shopper in to check out an ad that promised $4,700 off MSRP on a new Ford Escape. This time they didn't do so well. Despite showing the salesperson the ad with a $4,700 discount, our shopper was ignored and written up with a discount of only $1,200. When pressed to give our shopper the discount in the ad, the salesperson said the vehicle did not qualify without any explanation. Our shopper had uncovered blatant bait and switch and advantage for it, and we so reflected that by putting them on the do not recommend, do not buy from this dealer list. An amusing and uh, peculiar thing we've noticed while preparing for each of our three Advantage Ford mystery shops is their online reputation. This is uh, interesting. Back in 2015, their Google rating was 3.8 out of 5 stars. That's not very good. And there's only 8 reviews. When we returned in 2017, the number of Google reviews had soared to 186. That's amazing. But their rating remained the same. <laughs> 3.8 out of 5. As of this week, Advantage Ford's reviews have increased to uh, 240 reviews, but their rating has dropped to 3.7 stars out of 5. Now, <clears throat> I have mixed reactions about Google reviews. There were a time when Google reviews were the, the benchmark. But they're clearly not cheating. They're not cheating. They, <laughs> um, <laughs> I would it's, easy, it's easy to cheat. Uh, it's easy to cheat on Google reviews. But apparently Vantage Ford, Advantage Ford, has not figured right. it out. So I would take those at face value. <laughs> right. they're, not, they're not doing that. <laughs> they're old school. They're an old school, been around for a long time. I think the same owners, I'm not, not really sure. So something cool that I kind of ran into that I, I kind of want to do on future mystery shops is on other review sites, um, Indeed.com, which is an employee one. I saw that, yeah. And if you go to Indeed.com and put in any company's name, you can see the, the reviews of their own employees and former employees. And it's really enlightening to see what kind of place these businesses are, these, these dealerships are, based on what their employees say. And we can do that at our dealership. Yeah. We look pretty good. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Very. I, love, I learn Very something new every day. Thank you, Stu. Indeed.com. Yeah. I love it. I, I, I went on a tear and started looking up every car dealer I could think of last night. <laughs> yeah. That is really, this is really cool. Yeah. And it's anonymous, right? Yep. Yep, they, they actually they can post their salaries, um, experiences with management, their overall overall impression, and they get a, a rating. I like love it. it. Yeah, because we've been looking for an anonymous thing for our employees. Mm -hmm. Now we have it. Sure. Yeah. Wow. Uh -oh. <laughs> well, it's good. The good, the bad, and the ugly. That's I'm gonna right. tell you. Tell it like it is. That's that's transparency. It's truth. Yeah. It's what. We all aspire to. Very much so. Okay, thanks, Stu. This week we sent Agent X in with a similar ad to the one we investigated last year. We found an offer of $4,352 off sticker, off MSRP, on a new 2018 Ford Fusion. Little aside, did you see where Ford's going to stop making yeah. the Fusion in all sedans? Yeah. Boy, the death of the sedan. 
Who would have thought that would have ever happened? Uh, I think trucks, vans, and SUVs. <clears throat> anyway, the Fusion was $189 a month lease, or the price that I gave you was uh, advertised was 43.52 off MSRP. It was either or. Either or. Yeah. Would they honor the price or payments, or the like the last August bait and switch? Try to switch us to a higher profit deal. Here's the report. Speaking in the first person, I pulled into Advantage Ford at 9.30 a.m., parked, and began to explore the lot. I was trying to catch the attention of a salesperson. I could see some inside looking out at the lot, but no one came out to meet me. I decided to go inside and ask for help. I told the receptionist I needed a salesperson, and she called Reggie. Reggie was very affable, asked me how he could help. I asked him if there were any good deals on the new Ford Fusions. Reggie replied with what sounded like a canned response. I tell you, I laughed when I saw this. This sounds like a robot. Reggie says, all the deals are great at your advantage. Then he said, I will make sure you leave today with a great deal on a new Ford Fusion. <laughs> I mean, just like a, a kind of robot kind of thing. We will probably will have robot salesmen, you know. <laughs> right. I found it to be a little cheesy, and I agree. Reggie then subjected me to a long list of qualifying questions, SOP, old school, about my trade, credit, blah, blah, blah. I answered all his questions. I would most, I would most likely be paying cash, although I would consider a lease, and I had no trade. I told him I had put a lock on my credit, but my credit score was 700, so they could you know, go based on that. Lock on your credit. That's... I guess you've always been able to put a lock on your credit, right? I don't know how recently that yeah. is, but yeah. You, you it's really in vogue now. Yeah. I kind of like that. Yeah. What do you do? You just uh, call? Uh, There's different services, and um, yeah. or maybe you can go right through the uh, the bureaus. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. That's something you might want to do, uh, you folks out there listening, because they're going after your, your credit score and your credit application, and that's privacy stuff. I mean, people, you know what your credit score is. You don't want them to necessarily know what your credit score is until you decide you want them to know. And here's a good excuse. That'll get, get them off your back. Yeah. Hey, I put a lock on my credit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your, this is what my credit is. Yeah. So my credit, I know what my credit is, and I want my privacy. I'm going to tell you. 700 Beacon. Good idea. Yeah, I like that. That's the way to stay in control. Okay. I told him I had a lock on my credit. I told him I would buy today if I liked the deal. That's what you, you know. You took the words right out of his mouth because they're all wondering. They want to ask you, who are you going to buy today? Reggie and I walked outside to find my car. We settled on a base model, the lowest price fusion on the lot, according to Reggie. The MSRP was $23,390. He gave me a quick presentation, then we took it for a drive. When we got back, Reggie tried the trial closed. Did you like it? Yes. Would you like to take it home today? Yeah. I said I needed to see the numbers. Reggie asked me to fill out a credit app. I reminded him that I had a freeze on my credit, and I planned to wait to make a deal to unfreeze it. Reggie said, no problem. We'll base everything on the 700 score you told me I had. He left and got a worksheet, buyer's order. On it was a standard grid showing my lease options and purchase options. The lease payments range from 211 to 299 depending on the down payment, which ranged from 1000 to 3000 The purchase price was $22,295, a mere 
$1,095 off MSRP. That's not much of a discount. There was also a $599 dealer fee. So to be fair, that's not much of a dealer fee. Yeah. That's probably the lowest dealer fee uh, I know of. And uh, I would say the average dealer fee in South Florida would be well over a thousand, yeah. maybe fifteen hundred. When you add them all up, yeah. Mm-hmm. So five ninety nine is not a big dealer fee, which uh, shrank my discount just to four hundred ninety six dollars off MSRP. That's that's nothing, especially on a Fusion, which is not a popular model. <coughs> However, there was a forty five hundred dollar <laughs> rebate surprise. It was taken off the bottom line after sales tax and government fees. It looked like the price was even better than the ad price. You don't see that very often. Nope. Surprise, surprise, surprise. I told Reggie the cash option looked good, but pressed him on the lease payment. I showed him my phone with a picture of their ad on it. I bet you that shocked him. I asked him about the $189 lease payment. Reggie appeared to feign a memory lapse. He said, oh, I forgot. And he excused himself to get it for him more information. Well, caught him cold. Ran in to talk to the manager. And they returned with the manager, Rick. Rick sat down to explain. The lease was for 10,500 miles per year. That's not a lot of miles so to nope. most people. Average mileage, 15,000 miles a year. And you're going to get charged probably 25 cents a mile for anything over the minimum. I needed to put down $3,000 to get to the $189 payment. And that payment did not include sales tax. He made a point to emphasize they were honoring their ad. Well, good. Yeah. Amazing. You know, you're going to honor your ad. Rick then tried to close me and pushed me to unlock my credit so he could fine-tune my deal. I explained that would require my wife to okay it, and she was at work until that evening. I told him I would discuss it with her when she got, came back home. If everything looked okay to her, we would go, be back on Sunday to take delivery. I took a few pictures of the worksheet and left. It appears that Advantage Ford honored the cash sales price in the ad. They fumbled on the lease a little, but came close. The lowest lease payment on the worksheet was $211, $211 a month with $3,000 down, just like Rick said. However, $189 plus 7% sales tax is 202 $202, not 2011 That could be anything. It's close, though. Yeah, it was close. Uh, we're surprised. Uh, Advantage Ford, uh, that's the reason we go back, right? Mm-hmm. We get a bad one, and we get a good one. We get a good one, we get a bad one. The only thing we can count on is inconsistency. Inconsistency. <laughs> and uh, one other good thing, I mean, I'm... I have to say, no uh, addendum sticker. Nope, nope. Uh, I have a picture of the of the car too. I forgot to send it to you, but yeah. nope, no sticker. We didn't check it with True Car, uh, but my guess is it was probably. It, it's right good. in line. Yeah, no, I did check oh, it. Oh, check it True Car. It. Yep, they're right in line. So it's a good price. So we're uh, we're going to do a vote here now. We've got a a vote to put on Advantage Ford in Stewart, Florida. We put them on the recommended list or the do not buy from list. I know how I feel. Uh, I have a question for you. What was the dealer fee previously? It was the same. It was the same? Yeah, the last time. Yeah, they haven't moved their dealer fee up. Um, Very interesting. And they also don't have multiple dealer fees. I know very few car dealers now that don't have multiple dealer fees. And I'm running out of, you know, space on, we are compiling a list 
and we are going to have it for you shortly, where we will have not only the dealer fees of all the dealers in South Florida, this is a big task, I might add, it's a, it's a real challenge, we'll have the dealer fees, we'll have the names of the dealer fees, how many they have, and what the total is. I mean, this is just absolutely important information because if you don't know what the dealer fees are, and we have dealer fees from Advantage, Ford, and Stewart, only $599, to dealer fees like Al Hendricks and Toyota in Coconut Creek, $3,000. So dealer fees, and I emphasize the plural, multiple fees, totaling up to as much as $3,000 and as low as $599. When so I was looking on Indeed.com uh, for Al Hendricks and Toyota, because uh, I had to see that, yeah. they actually had surprisingly high reviews from their employees, uh -huh. but the uh, complaint that I saw was having to justify all their fees. Ah. So the salespeople don't like it. Is that right? Yeah. Interesting. So, so excuse me, uh, the acquisition fee I see here for $645. Uh, it's a lot of fees on here. Advantage is doing a whole lot better. I give them a C. A C. Now, I'm glad you brought that acquisition fee up because on the lease option, there was an acquisition fee. Virtually all leasing companies charge acquisition fees. It's a nasty, dirty little secret fee that the leasing companies put in their pocket. It's profit to the leasing company, just like the dealer fee is profit to the dealer. And sometimes, um, would you say half the time or more, they split the uh, acquisition fee with the dealer. Uh, not an even split, but they do. Yeah, they kick they something a, back, yeah. yeah. They kick back some money. So uh, when you lease a car, and I always say leasing is complicated, don't forget about that acquisition fee. I'd I, I like to say one thing in defense of Advantage 4, though. The advertised lease payment did include that Included, fee. exactly. So it's not Good something point. that's a surprise later. So Good point. Well, the Black Widow gave the highest score we've had in a long time. I see. <laughs> now we'll go to Rick Kearney. Uh I'm going to give Reggie a B because I think he was a little cheesy, a little pushy. Advantage, I'm going to give him a B only because they do still have a dealer fee, but it's a B plus, mm -hmm. and I think they're a pass because I, I think they actually they gave him a very reasonable deal, and I think it was acceptable for the cash deal that he when – when our investigator went in, he first asked for the cash deal, and I think – they gave him a very reasonable offer on that. I agree. You know what I'm going to do? I'm, I'm, I'm scoring on the curve now because I don't serve in absolute terms. I don't believe this. But on the curve, I'm going to give him a 99 percentile. I'm going to give him two A's. Mm -hmm. Wow. All mm. right. Okay. Well, I was going to give him a B because mm -hmm. the one thing I wanted to caution was they did use the term down. And so there's a lot of there's a big difference between money down and money out of pocket. Mm -hmm. So and you don't know until you get into the business office what they're actually going to charge you. Is it going to be sales tax on the down payment, mm -hmm. first payment, dealer fee? There's a lot of stuff that can, that still can surprise you. But I'm going to pass them too. I think they should go on the yeah. recommended list. And the reason I gave the A is this, and I said on the curve, they absolute terms, they don't get an A, but in relative terms, if we shop a hundred dealers. How many of those 100 dealers would be as good as this report? Yeah. Mm -hmm. No addendum, uh, no multiple dealer fees. The dealer fee they had was low. They, they honored the, the advertised price. Uh, they honored the lease payment. So uh, on a curve, we give them a congratulations, Advantage Ford. Mm -hmm. And if you want to buy a Ford, uh, we recommend Advantage Ford and Stewart. And uh, they are old school, but they're 
they're basically honest, at least in the shopping report. But we will be back. Yep. 877-960-9960. We're almost out of time, but we got a little bit of time. If you want to text us. And, and excuse me, we have $50 for another Oh, we still have room. One more female caller, if you're listening out there, uh, 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And uh, don't forget, everyone, we're going to be at the library over in uh, North Palm Beach popping popcorn for the kids. Well, I'm going to do a commercial because we have a little bit of time. I'm going to hold up my book, Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer. This book is available on Amazon. It's... uh, Fun to read. It's a handbook on how to do it, how to buy a car, lease, maintain, or repair your car. Ah, that's the live one. Oh, the live one. Yeah. So uh, go to Amazon and buy Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer. 100% of the proceeds go to Big Dog Ranch Rescue. Ah, there we go. Big Dog Ranch Rescue. It's our charity of choice. And Big Dog Ranch Rescue is located in Loxahatchee, Crows on Okeechobee. Brand new 3,000-acre facility. We have over 500 dogs available, and we are finding homes. We found homes for over 2,000 dogs last year. This year we're on target to find homes for over 2,500 dogs. And uh, we are a no-kill shelter. So if you buy a copy of Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer, you can save a dog. And you can also save yourself a lot of money when you buy your next car. Thank you very much. Okay, Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, first, before we go, I'd like to thank Jonathan and Colin for all their help with our show. Absolutely. And uh, to remind all of you that we're right here at the True Oldies Channel, 95.9 and 106.9. And uh, we will be looking for you next weekend. Have a great day. Bye-bye.